Greetings, hempsters. Thank you for tuning in to another hemp episode of Hemp Aware Radio. If you have a hemp company but need help marketing and driving sales or fine-tuning your website or maybe getting seen with some masterful branding and graphic design, web design services, then feel free to reach out to us on hempaware.com. My name is Tyler Hemp here, your hemp entrepreneurial host here at Hemp Power and Hemp Educate Your Hemposphere as usual for food, shelter, clothing, energy, plastics, fuel, healing, and so much more. And on today's Hemp Educational Show, I have special guest Matt Marino with Homeland Hemp Co. and HomelandHempCrete.com. And Matt and his wife have been living an organic, natural lifestyle for many years. And so naturally, they came across all things hemp and the amazing world of hemp products uh, available on the market. And eventually, he was introduced to hempcrete as a building material. And that's when it all began for him. He just dove in and started uh, working with hempcrete. And so I, I look forward to sharing with you what he's doing to not only market uh, his hemp consulting and construction company, but also discussing some of the amazing benefits of building with hemp. Uh, So without further ado, Matt, thank you so much for being on today's show. Hey, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your background, kind of what uh, expertise you have and, and what ultimately led you up to working with hemp as a building material. Yeah, for sure. So I uh, started uh, around 2018 is when I started to uh, um, really focus on the building aspect. Um, and then 2019 is when we built our first structure. Um, but leading up to that, um, you kind of alluded to it in, in the intro there. We uh, it kind of started with just our lifestyle in general. Uh, when we were, we were living in Colorado at the time and just um, focusing on um, a healthier overall well-being um, and it started with food, but then we started to uh, branch out to different aspects of our lives, and that's when we came across hemp um, and the, the potential of the plant in various capacities. Uh, and so we first introduced, like, eating um, hemp food and then um, CBD, those kinds of things, um, and then clothing, that kind of stuff. And then uh, I came across building, and that's at that point we were kind of all in. We were like, we know we want to be involved in the industry, we just need to find where we fit in the best. And so uh, that's that's kind of what led us to, to the building aspect. I've always um, either had a side business or uh, projects of, of different kinds of building, um, woodworking, that kind of stuff. Um, and then we have a, a rental, rental property company where we do renovations and those kinds of things. Um, and being able to uh, look at it from a, a healthier perspective of how we can start to incorporate that into either remodels was the initial idea, and uh, then it kind of moved into uh, new construction, um, and that's where we're we're at today, kind of leading off from there. Um, and now we're we're fully focused on um, building hempcrete houses. Right on. That's super exciting, and we all have our entry points and how we get into into hemp and so it's uh it seems like such a natural progression um with your background and souping up and fixing up these rental apartments it it seems like a a good natural progression to uh to stick with your expertise but integrate something that you're passionate about um and on that note I'm, i'm curious like what are your your favorite aspects of working with hemp as a building material or what, what is it that's um, you know enjoyable or why do you like it so much? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of benefits to the product um, or working with the material itself. Um, but I think what most attracted me in the beginning, and it's still really just a great selling point, is that it's like compared to traditional uh, building practices, there's a ton of complexity and it's growing more and more every year with traditional building. When you look at a material like hemp uh, or hempcrete, uh, you're kind of flipping that upside down where it's just sometimes nature does it best. And this is a perfect example of uh, we're just really simplifying a whole process and we're using natural materials to do it. And it happens to perform better than a traditional home in most cases uh, to where it's just like one of those eureka moments where it's like, why aren't we doing this? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And on that note, I mean, what you're saying, nature does it best. It's It's basically – hempcrete is three ingredients right it's just water lime and and hemp fibers is, is that uh accurate yep yeah so the, the just the uh hemp the hemp inner inner woody core part of the stock the hemp herd is the part that gets mixed into the mix looks similar to wood chips but yeah those are your really your only ingredients needed uh you have your basic framing in place uh for supporting the roof and then you uh, infill your walls in various ways uh, using hempcrete. So how does that compare to existing building materials? And if someone was to just build a standard home, like what other materials are they typically using that they would no longer need to be using because they're just doing hempcrete? Yeah, so you're eliminating uh, pretty much at, after the the structure is framed, everything thereafter um, kind of deviates with the, with the hempcrete. So you're not going to do um, any kind of uh, sheathing on the exterior, like any kind of plywood or OSB. You're not going to be doing that on the exterior. You're not going to be doing any kind of insulation in between the walls as far as like bad insulation or spray. Um, you're not going to be doing sheetrock, um, paint, and then the more traditional sidings, you're you're going to avoid doing the the vapor barriers and the um, any kind of sidings, and you'll just end up doing your your framing will be similar to traditional framing with some minor differences, um, and then you'll do your hempcrete, which becomes your exterior wall, your interior wall, and the infill insulation as one solid mass material, and then you'll put a finished coat, um, ideally of plaster, a lime plaster uh, on both the interior and the exterior. Um, and that's that's it. So really, wood, hempcrete, and lime. All you need. So if you wanted like colors or kind of a style, would you put? Uh, how would that work? You wouldn't want to paint these walls because you want them permeable, right? Correct. Yep, that's a good point. And that's why you don't want to put any kind of sheathing on, like the plywood or the the drywalls, anything like that. You want to let hempcrete do what it does best. Uh, and give it the ability to um, to adjust with with whatever the current climate is or the um, environment is like at the time. And so you don't want to inhibit it, its performance. So uh, if you have a line plaster on there, that's the most complementative finish you can put on to protect it from um, bulk moisture, those kinds of things, um, and pests, and it gives you your air barrier. But as far as um, uh, color and stuff like that, you can still add um, things like like the most common would be like a lime wash that's been tinted with a natural pigment. Uh, you can put that over um, a lime plaster and you can change the colors pretty easily. Um, or you can tint the plaster um, 
before it goes on, or you can, if you have any kind of exposed hemp, a lot of people like to see the exposed hemp with some pigment mm-hmm. in the mix itself. So you can dye at that level as well. Cool. Would you um, be able to go and and make changes after the fact, or would you really have to uh, to decide what color you want your, your interior and exterior walls to be before you get into the project? So it, it depends on what kind of changes you want to do. It would be great to just everything go as planned the first time around and, and be happy with it, but uh, you can make changes, but there's obviously going to be some because you're not dealing with a um, like a synthetic paint um, that completely coats the surface. You're talking about layers of um, semi-transparent uh, layers of of natural paints going on there. So you'd have to do a lot of layers if you're going from like a really dark, distinct color to a lighter color. But if you're doing the opposite of that, of going from like a, a beige or something like that to a darker color, it'd be pretty easy to do so. Um, and mm-hmm. you can make changes. Um, as as much as you want. Uh, there's really no harm if anything. You're adding some um, some extra protection to that wall because you're really just adding a little bit of extra lime composite to the to the wall makeup. So you're not doing any harm. It's just cool. more work. Okay. Now there's different methods of using hempcrete, right? There's there's spray method, cast method, um, pour method. C- can you talk a little bit about the different methods? Of, of hempcrete application and what you're specifically doing? Yeah, absolutely. So the most uh, most popular and the lowest barrier to entry right now is going to be cast in place, hand cast in place. So this would be, and this is how we started out building. Uh, you basically go to site, um, it's already framed up, ready to go. You put up some form work, some form boards um, on the that make up the the limitations of the interior and exterior wall. And so you basically have a cavity, an empty cavity around the studs, uh, however thick wall you want. Uh, and then you fill that gap uh, between the form boards with hempcrete. Um, and then you work your way up all the way up to, until you get to the, the roof line <clears throat> and that becomes your wall. And then you can pull those forms away um, and then your wall is cast. Uh, that's the, the most common um, and cheapest if you don't account for labor. It's extremely labor intensive, but uh, it's a great way to get started and understand how the material works. Um, but yes, as, as you said, some of the other developing technologies, um, spray is pretty popular in um, France and other places in Europe, but uh, just starting to become popular here in the U.S. Um, and so we did a training with um, Amerishans Cam in Pennsylvania um, earlier or in April, where we were demonstrating uh, the use of that that machine. Um, we helped on a build there, and it's considerably faster than building by hand for sure. Um, and then there's the when you move into kind of the prefab, prefabricated products, you're talking about um, blocks, which kind of in that range of like a cinder block size, not like bricks, but you're going to be talking about the bigger sizes um, where you can build with those. And then also the prefabricated wall panels. And so that's what we've started um, doing with our business um, second half of last year is when we really got into the design and um, implementation of the product. And then we started uh, um, limited production here in January in our facility here in North Dakota of these these wall panels. So basically what cool. happens is we build the structure in our, our facility um, in small wall sections and then it's uh, cured. And then once it's ready to go, it just gets shipped to the build site for, for quick and easy assembly. Very cool. 
Yeah, that's exciting because it, it'll uh, probably help standardize things and create a consistency with your product, which would be beneficial for happiness, uh, you know, uh, good customer uh, satisfaction. Um, but even working with him, create and like you said, the the cast in place or the pouring into the frameworks is is pretty user friendly and not too difficult. Um, might even be fun to get your neighbors or your friends to come over and help with a project like that, right? Absolutely. For anyone trying to get into it, I say no matter what your end goal is, you should start with cast in place to really understand the material um, and and understand the process of getting it into a wall. Um, but also, I would say that it is probably the best method to to use when in like the instance that you just mentioned when you can make it a community event where if you're doing mm-hmm. a um, a build that's going to be a shared resource or just have um, a bunch of family that's really interested in maybe um, building out something on some some family land or something like that that's the perfect time to do it because the real barrier to or limitation to that method is the amount of labor that's required but if you have people that are volunteering then you you kind of eliminate that that factor there. Mm-hmm. For sure. So in terms of the benefits of, of working with hemp as a building material, what would you say are like the, the top three or four main benefits of using hempcrete over existing building materials? Yeah, it really depends on what's uh, most important to to the people that are going to be using it and where it's going. Um, but I mean, in general, so the reason I say that is things like um, you see it frequently comes up, um, like the fire resistance of hempcrete, uh, and it's it's very it's very much fire resistant, and close to fireproof, but it's safer to say resistant. Um, but places like uh, Colorado or California, where there's lots of wildfires, that's a huge seller right there, right, a reason to switch to a product like hempcrete, um, where that in and of itself is. Um, a good consideration. Um, <clears throat> there's also the aspect of um, mold resistance. So those are two things that I think that aren't very well discussed or monitored in modern building is the the amount of mold that's actually in homes in the U.S. There's a, a lot of, um, of mold that goes undiscovered for a long period of time in, in a lot of modern builds. Um, and then also mm-hmm. the fire resistance aspect where that's not really consideration. Most of the materials going into your walls are actually quite flammable. Um, and so it's not really a concern until it's too late. So um, yeah. those are huge. And then the, I'd say the, the third would just be the, the thermal performance of the material. So you're getting, you're getting a bit more out of the, the material than just a traditional insulation. Uh, so think of it, so you have your you have your insulation value, but then you have what's called thermal mass, uh, which is a, a material's ability to store energy. So think of like the sun. Um, so what this material gives you the ability to do is not only so a traditional insulation. If I have walls that are super well insulated, and then uh, I want to adjust the temperature on the interior of that building. I need a HVAC system or something along those lines to control the temperature, and then I can set it. And that insulation, if it's really good, can maintain that temperature for a long period of time and longer. Uh, the better the insulation, the longer, in theory, that it, it acts as like a Yeti cooler, essentially. Uh, when you add thermal mass, you add the ability for temperature to be gathered from other sources like the sun so that you can 
you can retain that thermal energy um, and it can dissipate over time. And so your, your energy inputs are less um, mechanically from the interior as opposed to a traditional build because you're using, um, using the outdoor environment to help uh, control the climate of your interior environment. For sure. So on that note, how would you say that the current um, price point, if someone wanted to invest in a hemp, invest in a hemp home, like what what would the price difference be using, obviously you know the raw materials, but then there's labor, and the labor is a little bit different for hempcrete versus just standard building materials. Where would you say hempcrete fits in in the price point, and how easy is it to to get into that? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so about two years ago, I did an analysis um, trying to figure that out a little bit, and prices have changed, and they've actually probably gotten a little bit worse for the time being as we're kind of going through supply chain growing pains and things like that. But uh, my estimate was somewhere around 12% more than a traditional home. It's probably somewhere between 10 and 15%. Um, but the, the question that actually needs to be asked um, and I'm glad you brought it up, is more so the, the cost of ownership and when that actually becomes, um, when it becomes more economical to own a hempcrete house versus a traditional home, even at where the prices are right now, where the prices are only going to come down from here. So what I mean is uh, when I build a house, if I build a house for my family, I'm not going to plan on living in it for just one year, in which case I would just pay the cost of construction, basically. Um, and then but I'm going to be living there for at least five or 10 years, hopefully, hopefully more than that. Um, but what you have to consider is the operational efficiencies and costs that are associated with maintaining that structure. Um, and so there's been, it's been said that depending, there's a lot of variabilities in design and things like that, but it's been said that uh, after four or five years, the uh, hempcrete home becomes the same price, um, even when prices are high for raw materials for hempcrete, um, becomes about the same price um, as a traditional build, and then every year after that, it becomes more cost-effective to live in a hempcrete house. So that's the best way to approach it. Think of it like buying organic food. It's going to cost you more upfront, um, but in the long term, you're you're probably doing your body good and and hopefully uh, saving some money and some some getting a little bit of extra living out of your life. Uh, towards yeah. The end. So there's a trade-off. That's a perfect analogy. So, yeah, consuming healthy foods and living a healthy lifestyle might cost you more money up front, but in the end, you're going to have a lot less medical bills and issues with your body that will end up costing you a lot more money, and that translates into a hemp home. Maybe up front, it'll be, like you said, 10 maybe 15% higher investment um, initially, but in the long run, I think you said after about five years, that break-even point starts um, declining to where you end up paying less to maintain the house, which is, is um, in the long run, it, it, you end up saving more money. And so if you can just come up with that initial investment that's a little bit higher and, and go through it, you're going to end up saving a lot more money in the long run, which is super exciting. Not only have a healthier home, but a more cost-effective home in the end. So that's Absolutely. great. So as far as um, other building materials out there, I know there's some hemp wood products like hempwood.com provides, and there's some batting and insulation materials that are being uh, marketed out there. H have you had the chance to work with any other hemp 
building materials other than hempcrete? And what's your opinion on those? Yep. I uh, So, I mean, being in the hemp industry and kind of being getting that uh, the hemp bug where you kind of just want to incorporate in all aspects of your life, I'm always open to trying different products and things um, and seeing how, how they work out. So I've used most of them. Um, I use the hemp wood for, uh, like, for decorative building kind of stuff, like shelving, stuff like that. Um, and then we have used the hemp, uh, hemp wool before the insulation, the bed insulation. We've used that for um, a couple projects. Um, and then there's a couple other other things like the uh, there's the hemp board sheet good that we've used. Uh, I have it in my my workshop with uh, with some benches and stuff like that. So really just trying to um, test out as much as possible that's hit in the market because people need the support and um, kind of prove out the the designs. There's there's going to be products that are going to work. It's just getting to that point. And so helping as much as possible and trying to uh, to make use of those is really important right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those of you listening out there, if you're wanting to integrate other raw materials into your organic, sustainable hemp home, there are more um, finished products or like um, the hemp wood, like you were saying, is more of paneling or um, block, um yeah, I guess paneling you would call it. So if you wanted to do cabinets or kind of more finishing work, you could integrate other raw materials, hemp curtains and fabrics and things like that to, to really hemp it out, which is exciting. Um, so to kind of shift gears a little bit here, I mean, you're a hemp entrepreneur in my mind, and you know, you've got your consultancy helping people with construction projects. And I'm just curious, what are you currently doing to market your 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 services and your hemp company yeah so uh we do a good amount of um at this point there's just a a good um nice group of individuals or community that make up kind of the hemp building community in the u.s and uh so we do a lot of word of mouth and um in different different groups that are talking about building and getting our name out there when when it makes sense um and then also uh, I'd say we get a decent amount of interest through our website of people kind of learning uh, in general about hemp building and then um, in more detail about our product of how to implement it sometimes. If you've used, if you've done cast in place a uh, time or two, you're sometimes looking for easier solutions and um, people often stumble upon our, our services um, when in that path. So uh, I'd say that's our, our main main path right there is through Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of word of mouth in the forums and then on our site uh, as well. Cool. Yeah. Like you and I were on the hemp open space event yesterday. And so meeting like-minded people or, or people that are just dabbing their, their toe into this world, being in front of them at these live events or on forums is um, one of the best ways I think with any hemp company, especially with all the limitations on paid advertising, just hemp is still strangely uh, banned and blocked and and denied on many uh, ad platforms. So I think that's the most powerful and, and effective strategy for marketing any company, um, let alone, you know, a hemp business. But word of mouth is, is very powerful and and uh, going to live events is, is really effective. So that's, those are uh, some really great ways of marketing your business. Um, but as a hemp entrepreneur and, you know, starting up this, this uh, hemp consultancy, what advice would you give some of our, our listeners um, if they want to 
you know, build their own hemp company, um, what what suggestions would you recommend as far as you know getting into the industry if if it's hemp building or some other hemp product? What um, any strategies or recommendations on how they can uh, start a hemp company? Yeah, so I would say kind of piggybacking off of what you just said with the uh, like the open space, for instance, of trying to just get into as many conversations as possible. Um, because right now, and one of the things that I loved about the hemp industry when I got into it and what I still love about it now is that there's so much opportunity where you can pretty much anything that's of interest to you, you can find a way to make a business related to hemp out of that, that interest or that hobby. Uh, you just need to start to dabble and, and start to figure it out. And so having those conversations kind of helps figure out where the market is with what your potential market could be. Um, as well as get some ideas of what what might be working or um, what's already been done and might not work. So um, starting to have those conversations and learning as much as possible and making those connections because we're all we're all still learning quite a lot here in the U.S. market and uh, mm-hmm. um, so the fastest way to grow is if we collaborate and um, and work together. For sure. So finding the right people. If maybe you don't have the skills, but building a team of people that can fill in different elements or expertise to, to really make your vision come to fruition. I think that's essential for sure. So we just have a couple minutes left. I, I want to um, address, I think, something that's very important uh, for anyone getting into a hemp building. What would you say are, are some of the biggest challenges or, or maybe mistakes that people might make when building a hemp house? And what would you recommend in terms of overcoming those challenges or maybe preventing some of those mistakes? Yeah, so I would say um, most importantly, start early uh, with with the whole process, um, whether you're building or looking to do building for other people. Uh, either way, just as much information as possible, um, talking to people. I'm always open to talk to people that are interested um, in building, trying to get best practices, those kinds of things. Um, and then um, just finding finding ways to try things out on a small scale before going too big. Um, so right now, one, one thing to consider with really anything, any part of the hemp industry is uh, it's very new and there's, there's a lot of room to grow, but there's also um, if things, if, if we do a bad job, we can, we can shine a bad light or shed a bad light on, on the industry in certain ways. And so trying to uh, overdo something before having, having properly tested it, those kinds of things um, doesn't look good for, for the industry or for any individual. So, so trying to be collaborative and trying to uh, gain as much information as possible about, about the, uh, the, the market that you're after is going to be important. That's super. Yeah. Super valuable. So start slow Take your time and absorb and gather as much information. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to make mistakes, but at the same time, try to quickly learn from those mistakes so that you don't have a put out a bad rap for, for hemp as a building material. We want to really hone in our, our strategy to, to have this be an accepted building material. So you're, you're absolutely right. It's important to consider not um, giving it a bad rap or, or going too big too fast and end up you know making some mistakes that you can't fix so that, that's really good advice yeah. where can people and, uh, learn about yeah go ahead 
I was going to say, just to top that one off there, I, I know there's a quote out there somewhere where it's like, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I think we kind of touched on that yesterday in the hemp open space too. I think I heard it a couple of times where you, that's other pieces, just hone in on what you think your specialty could be uh, because there's too many things going on right now to where you can't be everything and you really just need to focus on your spot and the other pieces will come. But just being able to focus in on, on what you can do best um, exactly. because otherwise you'll be spinning wheels for years. Yeah. In fact, we have a free resource on hempaware.com. If, if, uh, if you're listening to this, you've got hempaware.com just on the, the bottom section of the homepage. It's an ebook. It's called Do One Thing Hemp and Make Your Dot on the Map. So Do One Thing That's is perfect. like D-O-T. So if you can focus your energy like a laser beam, you can, it just, it creates more movement. It creates more um, inspiration and, and, and it attracts energy when you have that laser focus. Really appreciate that insight. Um, So as as a parting comment, please feel free to share your website or how people can get a hold of you and work with you. So, yeah, so I would say the easiest thing would be just to go to my website, homelandhempcrete.com, and check out there's some information on hemp in general um, or hemp building in general and then on our products. So uh, people can reach out to me if they're interested in that, but also just – we do general consulting and things for traditional builds. Uh, really, main goal for us is to help get more hempcrete homes built. So whether we're doing it or not, uh, we like to help contribute to them if, if there's a need for it. So feel free to reach out to us for other resources as people are getting started as well. Right on. Well, thank you so much for being on today's show, Matt. It's been an honor and pleasure and really look forward to seeing those hemp homes getting built with uh, with your services. Thank you so much for tuning in to another hemp episode of Hempware Radio, everyone. This is your hemp entrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp, and we'll see you on the flip side. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you.